Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Club at 22, your Rangers podcast. This is Club Live, uh, Friday the 16th of December. We're almost there at the big day, but we've got another weekend to get by yet. I am your host, Ryan Haymarch, and this evening we're going to review last night's one over Hibs. And if I am having technical difficulties, I do apologise. It's because I am using Scotia's Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I'll let, on that note, I will introduce you to the boys, uh, and I think the first gentleman I'm going to introduce will have a, a new joke about Scotia's Wi-Fi and possibly a bike and a dad. Ali Pearson, how are you doing? No, I'm not going to use it, Ryan. I'm going to keep that one. Scotia didn't keep like it. it, so I'll get a new joke for Scotia for next year. So I'll put that one to bed for him. So we'll, um, we'll come up with another one. No, How's good to be here. How's your week been this week? Have you, has Malik, has Malik gave you a text this week? He has, aye. That was me that um, gave him a wee text at half time just to wake him up, and he did wake up at half time. So uh, it's all down to me for the, the third goal. I'll take the credit for it. <coughs> Good fan. Uh, Scotia, how are you? How's your week going, mate? It's going very well after the, the final result last night. That certainly cheered me up back into proper football. Really, I have been in, like I've said before, I have been enjoying the World Cup, but it, nothing beats getting back to your sort of day to day Rangers action. So, thoroughly enjoying it. I'm looking forward Scotia, to it. Scotia, did you get Did you get a McDonald's or a KFC? That's the big question. That's the big question. Oh, it was a McDonald's. It was a McDonald's <laughs> I went for because I think KFC had just shut. Right. Well, they'll talk about McDonald's after I've been in there um, at, at two or three o'clock on in, in Sunday morning oh, with I, you two, yeah. but that's, a, oh, I, that's maybe for the OnlyFans <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, and last but not least, uh, Mr. Scott Carney, how are you this evening, mate? How's your week going? <clears throat> yes, I all good, mate. All good. Just another another manic week at work, really. Yeah, but no, all made better by uh, by seeing Rangers finally get the win last night. That is for absolute sure. So yeah, um, looking forward to continuing on. Hopefully, and we'll hopefully go from strength to strength. And uh, that's a new one, Scotia. I think you'll agree. Um, Ali putting a joke to bed because I'm pretty sure he's still telling a joke from about 1984. Yeah, I mean, um, as far as yeah, I'm aware, so. Uh, I've known Ali since I was 15 years old, so he's still pulling out jokes from back then, so yeah. that tells you everything. <laughs> yes, uh, good evening everybody, good evening everybody in the chat. Yes, evening everybody in the chat, thanks for tuning in and getting involved with your questions, we'll try and answer when we can, obviously but we do want to focus, the football is back now, so we want to focus on Rangers and we got three points, we're off to a flyer under um, the 18th manager, which is Michael Beale. So, if you didn't already know, Rangers played Hibs uh, last night in the, the Premier League an 8 o'clock kickoff, which is a total pain in the bum, in my opinion. But hey ho, it's for television. So, um, yeah, Rangers ran out 3 2 winners. I think the only place to start is the, the team selection. There was a few, um, shall we say, surprises in there and a few non surprises in terms of Jack Amara. I think a couple has called it. Jack Amara would make an appearance again, and it did. So the boys done a, a review of the game last night, and uh, it was Ali and uh, Carney giving their opinions. So if you have not already watched that, you can catch up on it um, on our channel. So as I said, it was Jack Amara. Uh, Fashion Sakala also got a start as well, uh, along with Alfredo Morelos, and a back two, which was another surprise of Jimmy Sands and John Lundstrom. 
future captain Ryan Portis opened to score him uh, oh. from a, a header. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't keep a straight face. I was going. I promised myself I'd keep a straight face. Uh, um, Ryan Portis opened to scoring, and of course celebrated in, in the type of fashion you would expect him to celebrate. And we hit back with a, a, a great goal, in my opinion, from Fashion Sakala. Um, just shuffled the ball and, and a great finish. And maybe about two seconds later, I think Kevin Nisbet was through on goal and, and, and put it past Alan McGregor to put Hibs up 2-1. And it was probably at that moment I thought to myself, I wouldn't mind another World Cup starting in another five-week break because I was not enjoying myself. Um, but luckily, in the second half, Rangers seemed to come out and probably had their best spell for 20 minutes. Ryan Jack... Um, equalised and then Alfredo Morello scored from close range after some wonderful footwork from Malik Tillman. So, as I said, Ali and Carney were on the uh, the pod last night, but Scotia, you were not and neither was I. So what was your kind of take on the game last night overall? It was kind of the definition of a game of two halves. The Rangers, that one there. Um, I think, first of all, when I seen the, seen the line-up coming out, I know I predicted 4-0 in a club deck corner during the week, but when I seen the, that line-up with Lundstrom and Sands in centre of defence, my opinion changed straight away. Um, I, I t- took that to assume at the time that obviously King had probably pulled up with a knock of some sorts, and then obviously it was a wee bit of a surprise seeing Sakala in that line-up as well, um, because I know he only got like 20 minutes against Leverkusen, and Beal had come out afterwards and said that was all that he was really able to do, so it was a bit surprising to see Sakala. Uh, starting there, but obviously Cholak again confirmed by Beal afterwards that um, he'd picked up a thigh strain or a thigh knock in training. So the team looking at it, I was like, mm, didn't feel as confident as it was. That kind of bore fruition in the, that first half. It was very frustrating first half. Um, I've kind of got to the stage though where I go to the concourse at half time to speak with the boys that I don't get too wound up. I don't get too carried away myself because images flash back to when we done that Motherwell vlog, Garney, and we were all <laughs> buzzing about the performance and then not going to a defeat. So I was like, right, mm-hmm. no, I'll give it time. But then that second half, far, far better from Rangers. Everything looked an awful lot sharper. Everyone seemed to have settled into what they were doing. And I was really pleased with that second half performance. I think in the first half, there was probably only two players that I would give pass marks to. Maybe three if you include McGregor in that. But two outfield players that I would give pass marks to in that first half. But in the second half, I thought pretty much everyone was solid enough. Um, some of them really, really good and really important in getting us the victory. So that was the main thing for me, getting that victory, because you didn't want to come into this weekend with Celtic having the chance to go 12 points clear before we've even really get back into the swingy things. So I'm really pleased with the, the result and the performance in, in the second half. Yeah, I would agree. I think the most important thing was to get off Dylan and start for Beal. I think the pressure would have been not on not the pressure went on Beal wouldn't have been wouldn't have been there if we'd, we'd dropped points. But I think I think the atmosphere would have turned quite a bit um if, if we hadn't got the win. And it's something Beal's obviously alluded to that he's trying to get the atmosphere and the good feeling back to the club. So we started with a win, that's the way I look at it. Um Ali Scotia touches on made a few good points there. I thought Al McGregor made a good save at 2-1 when it was 2-1 to Hibs. I think he kept his kept his in it. It was a one-on-one they had. Um, you may, you obviously gave your opinion on the game, but has anything changed? Is there anything that you had to look at the highlights and change your opinion on anything since last night? Not really, to be honest. Scotia pretty much summed it up there. It was a game of two halves. The first half was watching 
it was like watching Gio's team, to be, to be honest. I mean, it's not going to just all of a sudden turn around from what we've been watching, because it's the same players we're watching, Ryan. We've said for a while, it needs a refresh for a lot of players to leave Rangers. Um, you could see they wanted extra touch in the ball. It was slow. It wasn't great. And, and you were right with that one just before half time. If Hibs had put that away to make it 3-1, I don't think we'd have came back from that. If this was under Geo at two and a half time, I don't think we'd have came back either. Um, so they showed character uh, character for me, the Rangers team in the second half. I thought they were very good in the second half, the Rangers team. Ryan Kent in particular, and he gets a hell of a hard time, Ryan Kent. I think Carney agrees with me as well. He gets a real hard time from some Rangers fans. I thought he was really good last night, Ryan Kent. He's been kind of unleashed, if you want to say. He's got a kind of free role up there now. Um, and I think he'll be a critical player for us moving forward this season, particularly in the Cups, which we want to try and win. The league, to me, is is gone, but if we can close that gap as much as possible, he, he's going to be a big player for us. But no, I, would, I was happy. It was three points. The second half was encouraging for me. Certain players I thought played well. Um, it's just the defence for me. Because the goals we give away are schoolboy stuff and we need to get the centre-backs back quickly because we're away up to Pataudry on Tuesday night. And for me, Davies has to start at centre-half um, on Tuesday night. So that's me got Ali's team for Tuesday night and obviously we're playing Aberdeen as well. So I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, like nobody knows we're up playing Aberdeen Tuesday. So I see. <laughs> did you not? Did you not get the agenda sent over? We're going to talk about Aberdeen. Let, let, let that will come. That will come. Um, I know you make some good points, and I, I, I think Scotia's is right. Like, obviously, you're you're quite fortunate in terms of you sit together, are close together, and you can kind of vent at half time in the concourse and whatever. Whereas I, as you'll know, vent on the group chat very much to use when things aren't going well, and it's probably a case of he's catching up in the kind of running commentary of the game. Um, I thought in the first half, I would agree they looked like Gio's team, but that's going to happen. That will happen. If you think that's not going to show from now to the end of the season, then I think you're probably a bit tolerated. This isn't going to be an overnight change. We're going to see all the warts and sports and everything of this team from now to the end of the season. <clears throat> but I do think, I text in the chat, and I do think that, um, I do think you can already see Bill's instructions in the team where there's a direct passing going on instead of the square balls too much. I think you could see on the break that Ryan Kent was running with the ball, but I think I texted the chat and said, when we're breaking away with the ball, we are trying to move up the pitch fast. However, for me, Malik Tillman and Alfredo Morelos aren't the fastest players. And when, when we're trying to get the ball up the pitch, I don't know if they're the best players for Bill's style. But time will tell with that. That's kind of further down the line. But I, I can see what he's trying to do with the team. So that was a positive in the first half. But there was still, obviously, a few cracks there. Carly, obviously, you were on it um, last night as well. Um, gave your opinion. Has anything changed since anything you've seen in the highlights? Or your opinion changed on anything at all you want to call out? Um, not not particularly. First off, Dundee Taylor, thank you very much, mate. It's much appreciated. Scotia looks like I'm not just... <laughs> I think Scotia's looking good now. His beard's coming on and cracking right now, honestly. It, does he mean great. that guy? Well, I've, got, I've got that 24th dead link coming up. <laughs> oh. Did you watch that? The fat? Was it the fast show? No, it was Little Britain. And the guy's like 3 2 1 back in the room. 
Yeah, I remember the guy. Yeah, oh, the guy yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah, that, get that, that googled hypnotist a uh, little bit. Uh, get that googled. I think that's what he's on about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. Digressed. Apologies. No, um, nothing's really changed. I don't think from last night. I, I was the same, mate. I, I wasn't. I kind of got to about 30 minutes last night in the first half and I was just like, oh, this is worrying because it was a bit, I mean, the first half was chaos, really. We, we didn't really control the ball. It was very scrappy at points as well and it, it was particularly worrying the way we conceded the second goal. Um, look, I know we've the, the first goal, as Ali says it, said it last night, it's our Achilles heel. It is something we've seen over and over again, where it's a ball, a corner into the box, usually the first one. We just don't defend it, and it's as easy as you like for him to score. And it had to be big Craig. Uh, he'll never learn, but when, you know, a, a boy will never, he will never ever learn. Um, the celebration, I'm like, yeah, it's obviously easy to say that the fact that one three two, but the evil never learn. Um, but yeah, no. After about thirty minutes, I was like, oh, I'm not really seeing anything here. That's it was worrying. Um, I think it's it's better to reflect after you hear Michael Beale, um discuss the match and discuss what he'd even said to the players. Look, I'm 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 more and more and more, even if I wasn't before, every time I hear Bill speak, um, and that was after his first competitive game, I'm like, oh, I believe you and I believe what you're saying. And I know that sounds a bit silly, but it's very important to believe things that the, the manager's that is telling you. And um, I like the fact that he went into them at half time and just went, you have to clear your heads. And it is clear there is a confidence issue with this team. And after we went up, the, the the difference in levels was unbelievable. We just completely controlled the game. We were never really in any danger. Hibs were, Hibs gave everything in the first half. In the second half, they didn't have anything. I, I, don't, I honestly don't think McGregor did anything in the second half that I can that I can remember. I don't think he done anything to of note. And yeah, it showed. He showed real fight. He showed real desire by the the, the the squad to to just keep going and to come out and win that second half two 0 You couldn't have asked for anything more than that. Um, first half is a disaster. Yes, it's going to happen. But you mentioned it as well, Ryan. That if you don't think there's going to be geo creep, geo ball, whatever you want to call it, creeping in from time to time within this team, it will. It's going to take some time. But I think. Last night, the way that it went is going to do the players all the world of good because they've went, oh, we can win. We can come back from when we're down and we can go on and win games. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm delighted with the three points to say. Not the, it's a great game for the neutral. It's not a great game for um, Rangers fans, but we got, there with, we got there with the win and it was extremely important for Michael Beale to get three points in his first game in charge. Yeah, yeah, I agree with your, your points here. Um just seen Potato Man putting in the chat as well about <clears throat> when Portis scored that goal from the corner, should McGregor come for it? Not for me. Um, Alec Tillman should jump jump for the ball. He should be, he's marking Ryan Portis. It was a free header, which should never happen with a defence. So, not for me. We know that Al McGregor doesn't come for crosses. He never has. So, I think we need to, I just, I, I find it very tiring hearing Al McGregor getting blamed for um, corner kicks we can see because he's never came for corners. And I'll never stop banging the drum about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> true. In, in terms of in terms of team selection, I wanted to speak at team selection because I think we probably all felt the same when we saw the team selection. A few surprises in there, so I want to just kind of go over that. I was with uh, Club at Twenty Two admin assistant Jamie Lowe uh, when the teams mm. came out last night, and we were quite surprised. And I was I was thinking, I wonder about what their action would have been if Geo had 
put that team out because it did. I couldn't work out who was playing where, and I was trying to work out who was going to be playing in defence. And um, if you think I take like Sakala was playing Morelos, Tillman, it looked very attacking, but you also had Lundstrom and Sands, so which is an extremely patchwork defence. But that's down to sort of um, availability more than anything else. Like I said, Ali, I'll come to you. I, f- I thought the way we set up going forward was was quite positive, but the negative for me was Jack Amara. I don't, I don't think it works. I don't think it will ever work. And I said to you on Saturday, if Michael Beale does get this working, he should marry Debbie McGee because he's clearly got a bit of magic in him. I think you need to strike yourself in, Ryan, because it's going to be Jack Amara for most of the season. Um, I said until we can refresh this team. <laughs> And mainly the summer, I, I don't see us bringing a lot of players in January because January is a, a dodgy market to go into. I can see most of it being done in the summer. And I honestly think you're going to be seeing Jack and Kamara going forward. I really do. Until maybe somebody comes back like a Tom Lawrence. But at the, for the short term, it will be Jack and Kamara moving forward. The first half, I was frustrated with the two of them because... It, it's too slow for me at times. Kamara just wants the extra touch all the time. He can't shoot Kamara as well, which frustrates the hell out of me because when he does shoot, he scores some fantastic goals for Rangers. Not many, to be honest, but he just never seems to shoot. Um, I thought they were much better the second half, the two of them, but yeah, he likes Kamara. That was what I, I did say in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I, I listened to Andy Haldy and he said he was the one player that he will play for Rangers going forward because he likes Kamara. He likes the way he plays. Um, he's just a frustrating player, Kamara. If he could shoot, well, we've seen he can shoot, but if he, if he would shoot, um, the Rangers fans would go off his back a wee bit more, I think, because he is just he's just very frustrating. I know he frustrates the hell out of Carney at times uh, for, for not shooting, <laughs> which is an understatement. But I honestly think, Ryan, you'll need to strap yourself in for the next few weeks at least. The two of them will be playing week in, week out. Sorry for negativity for you there, Ryan. I am. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's ne- honestly, mate. I don't think it's negativity. I think it's it's probably reality, and also I'm starting to kind of get that, get myself prepared for that. If I'm honest, I know Bill. I watched that podcast with Andy Hardy as well, and Bill does like him. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill is trying to win his his head over. I think it's no secret that that Kamara. Is open to a move away from Rangers, and I don't. I, I'd imagine Bill's very much against that. I think he'll be trying to keep Kamara. Whether or not Jack's a man to play next to him or not, I th- I think Rangers need to improve a hell of a lot central midfield wise. I don't think the two of them are a long term a long term kind of option for us. But maybe from now to the end of the season, you could be right. It could be Jack Kamara, and I'm looking forward to seeing that in the back of somebody's shirt this season. <laughs> ah, got to be number 22 though as well we need, we need to we need to trademark that surely yeah. you've got to think of them we could maybe do that as a raffle <laughs> get that right get get that in the back of the break the lines fourth home top aye two aye, names yeah. on it and <laughs> raffle it off here, yeah. here I'll tell you something if, obviously this has been recorded see if we get if we uh, manage to make a Come back in this league. I'll get a Jack Amara tattoo. There you go. <laughs> oh, right. So if That's we win the league, you need to get a Jack Amara tattoo. I'll get a Jack Amara tattoo for winning this league. Absolutely no right, bother. Okay, I'll remember that. I'm... Somebody remember that. Write that, Scotia. Write that down. Write that down. Write it in the side of your drawers beside you. 
I should probably take this <laughs> opportunity to say thanks for watching, Mum and Dad. Um, <laughs> right, Carney, for you as well. So the team, like I said, raised a few eyebrows. What did you take from the team selection when you first seen it and your thoughts on Jack Amara? I can't believe you're talking about this tonight. I know, as I know. Uh, my heart sank a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Me and Ali were on our way to the ground and he was reading out the team and he, Ali does this thing where the team comes out, he gets very excited, oh, team! And then he goes, oh, oh, and doesn't tell you the team. I was driving, I was like, what's the team? <laughs> I was like, tell me what the team is. Obviously, he spoke his way through it and then I was like, he's like, oh, it's Sands and Lundstrom at the back. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Look, that's a, that's a makeshift backline that we've seen. Um, the, the, the first half in particular, we were, the schoolboys probably been too polite about it. It was, we were just powder puffed. There was nothing in our back line as well. And not helped by, um, again, I think James Tavernier defensively, especially in the first half was shockingly bad. Um, but again, Lundstrom's not got a great turn of pace. He wasn't reading the game very well from where he was sitting. And it's not their fault. I'm not saying that it is their fault, but you've got to kind of assess it as you see it. But the Hibs were, were through a couple of times. Once they scored the other time, as I say, uh, you're right that McGregor does make a decent save um, with his feet to to keep it at two one. And yeah, uh, I mean, you first seen it, you're like, oh, this is just the same thing almost. Jack Amara, um, right? I said <laughs> in the first half, it wasn't great. Um, I think you can see maybe Jack and Kamara both kind of lacking confidence. Maybe not so much, much Ryan Jack. I don't think external factors really affect Ryan Jack. But Kamara, from what from the rumours that everybody says, he's asked for a move, he didn't get it. Um, in the first half, I just thought, I mean, he took five touches at one point to pass the ball three yards to Divine. I was like, what are you doing? Like, we can't be, we can't, it's pedestrian football. You, you, you have to be quicker. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do think we have found the first player in history in Glenn Kamara that is allergic to shooting. So if he shoots, he'll come out in a rash or something will happen to him um, that's quite bad. So I do believe that we should contact the, the records or whoever holds records of that kind of thing and tell them about it. Look, in the second half, there was a vast improvement in the whole team. Um, and I think Kamara and Jack both included in that. I think Kamara should have took a shot more than a couple of times, but some of the link-up play was really good. I thought Jack was much more positive and pushing forward a lot more uh, and the tempo had been up. And I even think Tavenier was better in the second half as well and his pass for the third goal um, for Tillman was spectacular. Um, it really was. It was all perfect. It was a great goal to, to watch. But yeah, the team selection, mate, is, it is what it is just now because of the way things are. Um, I don't... I would have to... I tend to have to agree with Ali that... I think Jack and Kamara, it's not the last time you're going to see it this season, mate. I think you'll be seeing it quite a lot, just based on who we have available. Uh, I don't. Th I think Bill's well aware that Davis and Arfield can no longer do the week-in, week-out thing. Um, Davis came on last night and I thought was good and shoring up the game and doing exactly what you want Steve Davis to do in a game, um, to come on to have that effect and to just almost calm everybody down I think Davis has that effect on the rest of the team where he just kind of calms everything down uh, but though I thought the second half I think everybody was a vast improvement uh, but there's still still a bit to go with the confidence levels I think Yeah and I think there was a, as you say a bit of confidence levels I think I agree with Bill mentioned in his I think it was his post-match that there was a, a spell where Rangers were on top and you could tell the 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 kind of confidence was just kind of creeping back into the side because 
they have took a lot of batters this team and from the fans and the media and a lot of it deserved but <clears throat> you can see the lack of confidence at times and when they play with a bit of confidence we do look as if we can do a bit of damage There's just there was just still a spell where I wanted Rangers to go on and, and bury the game and score that fourth goal and it's, they just fell out of the game again it just couldn't quite get to where where I wanted them to get to but hopefully in time that will come into it Scotia, what about you in terms of the lineup? What did you think? Did you think that we'll not focus too much on Jack Amara because I think there's only so much you can say about it? Um, but do you think it was more attacking? Um, on well, yeah, if you if you don't consider who's playing in what position, yes, it was more attacking. But like I said at the start, the big concern was you look at the centre half pairing and you're like. No, I don't feel confident in that. And that, that created the... I think that was the problem with the first half. They created... Having Lundstrom and Sands, both midfielders. Lundstrom, and a midfielder that hasn't played in a centre pair in the two before. He's, I think he's always come in when he's played in defence. It's been in the party of back three for us under Gio. Um, that gave me the fear. Because Lundstrom, he's no, he's no pacey. So that gave me the fear. And then the midfield of Jack and Kamara, I'll briefly talk about them. Obviously, that news that King wasn't playing, only came out in the morning of the game. So they didn't have an awful lot of time to kind of prep with what they were doing. And you could evidently see that in the, the first half, that the centre-halves didn't know what they were doing. The two midfielders didn't know what they were doing. That was rectified in the second half with Jack and Kamara dropping a bit deeper, covering and protecting Tav and Devine on the on the fullback positions going forward. So that, that was better to see. But for me, it was that, that centre-half pairing that, you know, it's not really a centre-half pairing. I know Beal came out and He'd said that we would have four centre-halves available for, for that game last night, but I wasn't expecting one, to, one of them to be Lundstrom, in all honesty. I don't think anyone was. So that was the issue there. Um, Jack Kamara, I disagree with Ali. I don't. I think you'll see it occasionally, but I don't think you'll see it often. I think it'll be Lundstrom and Jack, probably. More often are Lundstrom and Kamara, because it, what um, Beal said in his post-match was that if it weren't for the knocks, both Cholak and King would have been starting. So, you know, that maybe to me means that King's playing in defence alongside Sands. Lindstrom's getting pushed up and one of Kamara or Jack's dropping out. And you would have probably had Sakala and Cholak switched around. So um, I, don't, I don't see that happening too often as the season goes forward. But it wouldn't surprise me if you did see it, if they come into decent veins of forms, because it did work in the second half last night. I thought both Jack and Kamara were good. It was the, Kamara's best 45 minutes he's played for us in a long time in that second half. Um, and Jack just, I love Jack. Jack seems to me, seems to give this energy and vibrancy to the other players round about him when he's on it. And you, you could see that with like Tav and Alfie and Tillman linking up with him at times. And he, he certainly, he gets me sort of all excited when he comes on because you can just feel this kind of energy and desire to go out and play. Yeah, but you always get this with Jack's first couple of games back. It's just, let's get through, let's get through more than five or six games before another injury comes. So no, it was, the second half gave me, a wee bit more um, hope for the season going forward. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a good point about about Lundstrom in the midfield. I, I don't know about that. Lundstrom is one of two players at the moment for me that, that should be dropped. I think he's playing very poorly at the moment, like very poorly. I think he, he could actually do a spell out the first team, whether it's to rest or just get his head to get he just... He looks as if he's struggling. That's why I think Kamara's probably a bit of a fresh uh, breath of fresh air. I think when Kamara's head <coughs> is in the game, I think he's, his ball retention is probably the best um, at Rangers 
I mean, it's like, I think they always say him and Aribo were like cage footballers where they came from, and you can totally tell that close spaces, you can't get the ball off them. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a good point you make there about, about Lundstrom. So I, I'll probably ask that before I move on to the next subject. John Lundstrom, Ali, I'll come to you first. Drop him. If, if we've got centre, if we've got a centre-half covered, Golton and Ben Davies are fighting fit, ready to go. Does John Lundstrom get dropped? Well, I know he, I gave you a wee clue into my, my team for Aberdeen with Davies, centre-half. Here's another clue for you. John Lundstrom's not in my team for Aberdeen. Breaking so, news. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Ryan. I know he was playing at centre-half last night. That's not his position. You can't judge him there. But this season, he's not been great. Um, I think his passing at times is absolutely shocking. I know he can play that diagonal sometimes, which is brilliant. Um, but his passing at times is dreadful. I think he looks off the pace this season. Um, I completely agree with you, Ryan. I, I would um, I would drop him. That's, to me, like, I know Scotia disagrees with me, but he's got the right to disagree. That's his opinion. But I think... Um, <clears throat> I think that's why I think you'll see Jack and Kamara because he's 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 worked with them before. He knows we'll get out of them. Yeah. Lundstrom, he's he's watched Rangers all season. Michael Bill, he has. I mean, you know from he's watched us for a long time, especially last season as well. But I could see Lundstrom going out of the team. And I like John Lundstrom. When John Lundstrom's playing well, he's a great player for Rangers. We've seen that at the tail end of last season, but this season, along with a lot of other players, he's not done it for me. Um, and yes, I would drop him, right? Yes, I can, I don't think I can disagree with one word that, Ali. I think I feel exactly same about, about Lundstrom at the moment, and we, and we all do love John Lundstrom, but it's about Rangers. Carney, what's your thoughts? Centre-halves are fully fit. Does John Lundstrom get in the team? Uh, it's a difficult one. Um, I think yes. I'm not going to lie. I think he, I think he will remain in the team. Um, I think he's seen his more critical than we probably think. Uh, obviously, he was asked to play at a position last night and he done so. I'm not really judging based on last night. And he hasn't been great all season, but we still have yet to see him. And he's in his natural position under under Bill. So I'm, I'm going to say no um, for the next, maybe the next handful of matches, next two or three matches, see where we are, especially if we get a centre half back and you can move into the midfield. Um, and maybe judge it again after that once we've seen if he's still in this kind of rut um, that he has been in. And as I say, we are all John Lundstrom fans, every single one of us is. Um, we, I think we all were pretty much saying he was going to be our player of the season this year. Um, so we, we do all absolutely love him, but, but I can totally get the argument. Um, I, I can totally get the argument that it's not really worked out for him this season um, for one reason or another. I think, I do think though it, I'll go along with Scotia's way of thinking. I think it might be um, it might be Lundstrom and one other, even though I, I had just said we might see Jack Amara quite a lot. Uh, but I think that's all based on who we've actually got available. Uh, one thing's for sure, I don't want to see him at centre half ever again. Uh, I don't mind the I don't mind if we're in Europe and we're doing that. He drops in to protect to to for cover or whatever else. But no, I don't want to see him at centre half ever again. So yeah, it's a really interesting one. Um, that that one is. It's one of those ones you're going to need to wait and see, and it'll, it'll soon become clear who. Michael Beale thinks his his men are who he thinks his 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 
his first team is. But again, we are probably some time away from that as well because A, you've got a January transfer window coming up and B, we've got 158 players out injured. So once they're all back, it will be interesting to see what he says um, in regards to that and who he picks. But I'll, I'll say for now, Lundstrom not to drop him if he's playing in the midfield um, and he'll play along with either Jack or Kamara, I would imagine. Yeah, it's frightening to think we're um, middle of December and we don't have a settled midfield. It seems to change every week and a lot of shoot injury, but we just really don't. You could, I don't think you could ever pick the Rangers midfield uh, week on week. Scotia, I don't think, I don't imagine you've got much to add to that. I know you said uh, John Lundstrom, you would, you would, uh, you would drop him, would you? No, but no, what I'm saying is um, I agree with you, you and Ali, in the regards that he has been poor this season. He's been one of our poor mm-hmm. performers this season. But for me, Kamara hasn't done it. That 45 minutes was great, but he's not done enough when he has been playing to Kenny to pick automatically go jump in front of Lundstrom, if I'm being honest. So now if he's, Lundstrom's playing in midfield, I would have him and, and Jack right at the minute. Cool. So before I move on to that, I did mention there was, there was probably two players that I think there's questions on the form. I want to kind of take a, the focus back over to some positive individual displays and a couple of couple of question marks and players that we might disagree with here, so it will make it interesting. Um, fashion Sakala, our favourite subject, divides so so many opinions, and I can already see one of them shaking their heads here, and he's the man I'm going to come to first as well. Now, Carney, Fashion Sakala is somebody who we sat in the gantry that day and we watched, I'm going to say, one of the most interesting Rangers performances I've ever seen from a player. He, he looked as if he'd never seen a football before, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not joking when I say that. It no. was very, it was something else. It was something to behold. It, you're right to behold. It really was. Uh, I think he looks like Messi one moment, and then I think he's really Messi the next. Mm-hmm. What would you do with Fashion Sakala um, and be polite? He's... He's an enigma, isn't he? That's exactly what he is. Look, his goal is great. I mean, honestly, he does well, gets himself his wee half yard and the finish is cracking. It's a great finish. But the rest of that first half, he done nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing apart from letting the ball go out at one point um, when the ball got past him. It's a real difficult one with Fashion Sakala because you can't, we can't continue to just keep saying, oh, he's raw, he's raw. This is Fashion Sakala. This is the kind of player that he is. It's never really going to change. A lot of people kind of call for him to play. Um, and I just think he's right now, he's the best of what we have. I think we could get much better. I really do think we could get much better. I, he's a nice guy. It's nothing personal on the guy. He's a lovely lad. And sometimes things work for him, but apart from the goal, and again, I could, somebody will probably come in and comments prove me wrong, I can't remember him really having an effect on the game after that. Um, did, he get a, was it, did he get a header at one point? He had actually? a header just after the yeah. second half. Yeah. Second half so, yeah. yeah, so he'd probably unlucky with that one as well, but maybe it's one of the ones you need to persevere with it, with Fashion Sakala, that this is, just you just accept it, that this is the player you're going to get. He's going to be frustrating as hell at one point and then do something tremendous the next. But then that... that I know he didn't come with the price tag of what Ryan Kent came with, but that's like everybody expects what Ryan Kent 
when Ryan Kent gets the ball, that every time he takes on a player, he has to beat him, he has to get past him, and he has to do something. That's not football. No football player in the world does that. But obviously, as soon as Kent does it, it's like in some of the shouts last night from from people, even from around me, where I like they're screaming at Kent, "Why are you shooting?" I'm like, we've screamed for like the past year that we don't shoot, and now as soon as somebody's taking a shot, you're screaming that he's taking a shot, and it's just like. Very, That's very Ibrox. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it is Ibrox, mate. It's very frustrating. Very frustrating. But yeah, I, look, Sakala is. He's just, he is what he is. He's either hit or he's missed. And he's he's missed more times than not, for me, to be honest. But he did get his back in the game last night. But apart from that, and the, the header that um, he was probably unlucky with, to be honest, there was not a great deal in him. He, he's, a, he's a hard one to judge. He's unpredictable. And I suppose... Maybe that's a good thing in games, for some games, for certain games, for him to be unpredictable. But um, I think he was kind of put in last night because Wright, they'd, they'd mentioned, um, uh, Bill mentioned after game, Wright had a, the bug at the start of the week, the one that King's now got. Uh, and obviously the other options, Rabbi Matondo. I'm not going into the Rabbi Matondo conversation. So I think Sakala was kind of, he's going to have to play. Uh, but yeah, Sakala done well for his goal. But I, again, I just, um, I think we can do better. I get that. I see that. I think any point anyone makes about fashion Sakala, I agree with. Because it is, there's, there, he's just, he is an enigma. He's, he's what I would call a wild card. But funnily enough, if I was playing it, if we were playing a big game tomorrow, if we were playing against them tomorrow, I would start him. I don't know why. There's something about him where he does something different. And in that game against them at Parkhead last year, he terrorised them. He absolutely terrorised them for a while. And I don't know. He is. He's just, I've never seen a player like him. Ali, obviously, we like a wee chant, a waka waka in the pub now and again. We like the song. But. He needs to do more than that. What's uh, what's your what's your analysis of Fashion Sakala? <laughs> Fashion Sakala is a great song, <laughs> Ryan. We do like that song. It's a great we? song, mate. The Waka Waka. Um, I can't pretty much summed them up to be honest. I mean, you've seen the two sides from last night. Scored a fantastic goal. It was a fantastic goal. And then I seen them. They couldn't control a ball and it dribbled out for a throw into to hips. <laughs> so you see the two sides of him. He's frustrating. He's unpredictable. He is a wild card. I, I agree with that. He doesn't know what he's doing half the time. So how you meant to defend against him? So he is. I like that about him going forward with us next season. If we need to address that side, he's not a starter for me going forward next season. I think he's a very good option for us to bring on starting certain games. Um, but yeah, games games like Celtic, I mean, you've seen him play that, you said that 30 minutes against AI, yeah, they terrorised him, nearly scored two goals, scored a great goal, hit the mm-hmm. post, should have probably scored. Um, that's what he's got, he's, he, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. We've seen him score the hat-trick against Motherwell, and in the next game, he could be absolutely anonymous. It's That's what he is. Um, and I've accepted that's what he is. I, I don't think you can coach him. That's what he is. Um and he's not a young lad, like Carney says. He's 24, 25 or something, I think, Sakala. So, um, no, I, I love him. I love him a bit, Sakala. But <clears throat> moving forward with this Rangers team, he's not a starter. Maybe in the short term, but not at the moment. Not later on. Yeah. Scotia, I think um, Ali, Ali's spot on there when he says he's not a starter. Fashion Sakala long term. But he is, um, 
you can't argue with his numbers. He has got decent numbers and he does give you something completely different. I think we're very guilty of, well, being very guilty of doing the shoehorn football every day, hold on to the ball, tidy passes, but not actually doing something with it. He's direct as an understatement of fashion, Sakala. Um, what's, what's your opinion on him? Similar to the guys there, Mr. Khaled, I don't really know what to think of him. Sometimes he's brilliant, sometimes he's absolute dug me. Um, it, was, it wasn't that long ago that he came up, he sort of came out of nowhere and started on the right for us. And we're like, he was brilliant. You know, like, play him, and then he did have a couple of decent games and fell out when he got that injury. But, um, no, I think he's one of these players that he could, like, he could come off the we could be playing Aberdeen on Thursday night or Tuesday night coming up, and um. Struggling, and then Sakala come off the bench because I'm like Ali. I wouldn't if I was picking the team at the moment. It's difficult to judge because we don't know how Beal will set up once everyone's kind of available. But Sakala wouldn't be in my my first team squad. But if he, he'll come off the he could come off the bench and have an absolute stormer. We'd all be calling him to start start the next game, and then he'll start the next game and he'll be absolutely rotten. It's just he's, he's far too inconsistent, I think, to get to the level that we need. But he's a good. He does have that good bit of unpredictability that you do need in games sometimes because it, I've said it many times before. He doesn't know what he's going to do. The defence doesn't know what he's going to do against them. It's the, we don't know what he's going to do. It's the perfect kind of mix to, to mix up a game a wee bit sometimes. Yeah, no, I totally. I think, I think he's just got, as I've already said, a wild card kind of style to his game. So I am very much in the camp at the moment of keep him because he does have numbers. But there are. I don't think there's ever going to be a time with Fashion Sakal where you're not sitting there just shaking your head wondering what the hell you're watching because he's he's unbelievable <laughs> uh, and not always in a good way. Um, Curry Muncher did make a comment there saying whether I would pick Fashion Sakala or Ryan Portis. Well, Fashion Sakala is called Fashion Sakala. Uh, Mr. Portis is a good first name, so let's just leave it at that. My next. <laughs> Craig, aye. Well, what did you think? Of? What did you think I was going on about? Obviously, Craig. <laughs> um, lastly, uh, this is a another individual I want to speak about, and he deserves to be spoken about this evening is Malik Tillman. Uh, I think we're we're starting to see. We knew the potential was there at the beginning of the season. We all, I think, we all criticised him after the old firm game. You're still seeing parts of his game that he could he, he could um, brush up on. But he's a young boy. We need to. I said that in the pod all night. We need to remember how young this lad is. He is learning the game. He's learning his trade. But Carney, I'll come to you first. It deserves to be spoken about that shuffle from the left, right foot to the left, and then the calmness to not only stay in his feet, but just to feed Alfredo. If you've got any kind of half decent striker, if Tillman gets close to the striker in the box, he's going to do some damage this season. Definitely. Uh, I'll just fire up a few comments as well onto the screen um, as well as soon as you started talking about Tillman and you can see the effect that he's having. Um, it's uh, I can't wait for this relationship between Bill and Tillman to develop because Bill's made it quite clear that he, he's very excited to work with a player like Tillman. <clears throat> I think he's got every chance of just getting better and better. And the thing as well with, with Tillman is he's now, once we get more people back and all that, he's going to be playing, um, as Bill said, in between the posts because that's where he is going to be most dangerous. He, he, 
I think I'll steal an analogy. I don't know if we've said it tonight, or I don't know if one of you said it. But I think we've all said that the ability to keep a hold of a ball when he's got no right to keep a hold of the ball, the Joe Aribo, Joe Aribo's about him. It's uh, you can't really teach that. That's something that can't be taught. It's just you, you have it in you that you'll you'll always you, you'll always seem to come out of, out of a tight situation with the ball and the the work that he does after he collects the ball. Um, from from Tav and it's he's even it's his upper body movement as well. He, he he can totally just send a player the wrong way by not even moving his body. He literally just moves the top half of his body and the player's already gone. And the wee shuffle with his feet and to stay composed as he's fallen to the ground to just get his foot on it to get it to Morelos. It was like it's one of the goals as you're watching it. You're going oh. Oh, and making the noises, you're making the noises because you knew you were about to watch a very, a very, very special goal, and it was a delight to see. Honestly, an absolute delight to to see. So, Tillman is one of the ones that's going to constantly get brought up now because the price tag is reportedly six million for him. Uh, I do think that's an awful lot for the situation that we find ourselves in with the amount of investment I believe needs to get done in the squad, but. Can we afford to let this guy go? Can we afford not to sign him? Um, especially if he's keen on staying, I think the Rangers would be crazy not to not to pay the money. And I know we've changed our tune on him um, a few times, but from what I've seen for the, the couple of games under Bill, I'm very excited to see how much more we can get out of him. And let's be honest, he is still young, like you said, Ryan. He is going to develop. I can't see six million as not getting... And I mean this like... A worst case scenario, I can't see he's not getting seven million for him. So for for business sense, I think it makes I think it makes perfect sense. I know um, the rumours were is that um, Bayern Munich have got a buyback clause or whatever it is. It's like if we buy them, they've got first dibs on them basically, which I'd imagine will be a, an agreed price. But if our agreed price is six and their buyback is eight, then you're still going to get two million back on them as profit. So. Right now, as of this second, and I've changed my tune on this, I, in fact, you could probably go back about less than a month, maybe just over a month, and I've said, no, I wouldn't sign Tillman. And now I'm going, yes, I would sign Tillman, but it's amazing how things can change. But but just based on the stuff that he can do, the performance that he, the performance that he put in in that second half in particular, he's, we, we, we kind of criticised lack of effort. I definitely didn't see any of that from him last night. I thought he was all in um, last night. Uh, so... Yeah, as of right now, I think Rangers should be seriously considering signing this boy because I think there's a there is a real baller in there. There's definitely a baller. I think even anyone, anyone I've seen a couple of the comments, or one or two anyway, that said they maybe wouldn't sign him, but I think even they would appreciate there is a baller in there. There's no doubt about it. He's got Ali summed it up perfectly in a text to chat last night. He's a tin opener. And that is exactly what he is. He has got he's different to anyone up, up front for me. And I think sometimes he's maybe let down by the team round about him. I think as well there's a question over his energy off the ball. We are guilty of looking for a we, we want a Reno Gattuso. Every player needs to be a Reno Gattuso and pressing the ball look at a sheepdog. It's not gonna happen. Um and I think we also need to take into consideration he's a young lad in a new country. So um I'm excited to see how Tillman's going to develop over the next four or five months. Ali, Tillman, what's your what's your latest on with him? What's your thoughts on him um, so far? Well, we all know there's a player in him. I mean that that um, game at Fir Park we were at, Ryan, when he just that goal he scored. It's, he's he's got it in him. He, he's he has got a lot of the Joe Rebo about him. 
and obviously Jordy Bowe was my favourite player last season. Um, and that was, he morphed into Jordy Bowe last night when he did that move. Cause Don't you start crying in this pod. I, I want you like when you start talking to Jordy Bowe, you start getting emotional. Yeah, about Westlife in the background, I'll start crying. No, um, no he's, he's got it. But I want to see him do it in big games, Ryan. I want to see him do it at Pataudry on Tuesday night. I want to see him do it against Celtic at Ibrooks, and I want to see him do it against Aberdeen in the semi-final at Hamden. That's when I'll go, yeah, let's have a look at maybe signing this boy. Um, he is young though, which we keep forgetting. Lowry and that get get let off because of who... He, he gets more of a hard time because he has this six million hanging over his head. It isn't fair on the boy, because that's, that's not him that's put that on. But yet, the, I've seen a difference in him recently. And I, I'm, I'm the same as Karen. I'm excited to see what Beale's going to do with him. Because he said, Beale gets a tune out of young players. And I said, look what he did with that QPR team. A lot of young boys in there, he's got a tune out of them. He will get a tune out of Tillman. I think he'll free him up more in the park. And I think you're seeing that. Um, with Gio, he was shoved out in the right quite a few times. And that's not his position. Um, I think he'll play a lot closer to, to Alfie um, like he did in the second half. So, yeah, I'm excited to see it, but I want to see it in the big games. And Tuesday night coming up, is a, I would class as a big game away at Pataudry. I know Aberdeen, but in yeah. league terms for us, away at Pataudry is a big game. So I'd like, love to see him turn it on up there on Tuesday night. Yeah, I'd like to see a big performance from him, but that's a... A pressing question. It's going for Curry Munch. They're a huge question. We're all eager to know the answer to. Does he know his song about Mali? He's Malik, you know. <laughs> you yes, was... fess up. You did say it to him, and it, to his face, you said it to him. I sang the song to his face. I enjoyed it. <laughs> he was very, he was very, very impressed. I wish I'd got a picture of his face when you were singing it. He's, I wish I'd videoed yeah. it. Actually, your mum would be very proud, Mali. Your mum would be very proud. He's, he's one of the guys that is that laid back and I don't even really give a monkey's about anything, to be honest. He, just, oh. he was just told to be there and that was it. Yeah, yeah And if MD was in Dumbarton Road on uh, last Saturday, they would have heard the song getting sung a lot as well. Maybe he was um, driving that, by and he might have heard it. Uh, that, that was also Alistair. Scotia, Malik Tillman, um, what's your thoughts on him so far this season? I don't think my opinions wavered too much in Tillman since he's come in. I've always been impressed with him, always liked him. Expected that we dip because, like you say, he is young and it is forgotten about all the time. So I'm, I've really liked Tillman. He's this type of player. An awful lot of times when he was playing previously under Geo, you could see that he looked like he was wanting to do something, but the rest of the team around about him didn't know. Like he was like a level ahead in intelligence, football intelligence for them, if that's down to the players or the management sort of team at the time. Not drilling that in, but he's looked pretty decent um, the last couple of games under Beal. That that second half, he was really good. His pressing, and the pressing of the team in spells, that sort of focused pressing at certain points was really good. That period when we were really in the ascendancy last night, um, and Tillman was running about a lot. He did run himself into the ground a wee bit, so he, you, know, you could tell that he needed to come off. But no, I've always been impressed with Tillman. There's maybe a wee bit of concern that because he did have that poor game uh, against Celtic. But so did the rest of the team. So you, you, can you put all that focus on a twenty-year-old boy in his first old firm, when it should get leveled to some of the more senior players, your Lundstroms, your Taverniers, folk like that. Um, just hopefully that game doesn't affect him. That then that's how he always approaches. It. But I don't think it will because I think he's he's too good a player, and six million pounds for him. 
I'm like Carney, I think that's a, a really good deal. If it is the six million pounds, that's cracking because if depending on what Bayern's buyback option is, if it's a set price or if it's they get first dibs in the market price for them or something like that, I don't know. But that, that that's good investment for us Rangers. He's a young boy, so he's got plenty of time ahead of him. You can compare that to the transfer fees we paid for Matondo. What was that, three and a half million? <laughs> Can't tell me that six million, I'm paying two and a half million more. You're going to get more for your buck there, aren't you? And then Yilmaz was, <laughs> what, four, four and a half million as well. So... I think that's a, it's a good investment in our you know, USA, breaking through the, in, that USA international team. My one concern, though, is when Hadji comes back, he's now signed that contract extension for another two years. When Hadji comes back, when Lawrence comes back, you've them, them three, Kenny, they, they would play in that position. Does one of them drop back and play deeper in the midfield? We have a bit more attack in midfield. Do that. and But then the other issue that always sticks in the back of my mind then is you've got Lowry hovering about. And Lowry plays in a similar sort of position as to where Tillman's getting asked to play at the minute. And it's it's that balancing act you've got between these sort of the, the players that we could have come the start of next season if we decide to buy Tillman. Yeah, I would. Um, I mean, I think you all know my opinion on Lowry. I would have Lowry playing right now. But as you said, it's how you fit him and Tillman into the team. Um, but that's, that's probably another pod. Um, the only other thing I want to say on Tillman is the six million. I think, I think it might have been Linda in the comments said she wouldn't pay six million for him. Six million for him. I think in today's market, I think that's a wee bit of, a bit of a bargain because you're paying for potential these days. I mean, you look down in England, and if, if a player plays one good game, he's worth fifty million, and that's not even a joke. That's like, so you're paying for potential these days, and I think of what Tillman showed so far. His background and international, so yeah, I think he, I think six millions are a snip. So yeah, if 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 he continues to, I think he'll get better as well this season. I'm going to change my player of the season to Tillman. Done, um, boys. I did want I did want to um, speak. I'm going to speak about this quickly, and it's going to run us over time. But I just want to go for it, and it's a bit of a negative. I am concerned about the form of James Tavernier. I did say in the podcast all night there that I think. He has to start playing well for us to get something out this season. And I still believe that. I think because he's such a big player for us, our captain, a driving force up the wing with his assists, I think he has to play well. I think he has to. However, we're starting to see it again since the break. We've only seen two games right enough. But he's, I thought he was poor last night. His pass was beautiful to, to Tillman. But I thought... Hibs targeted him again. I thought he, I don't know how many times he gave the ball away. There's no getting away from Tavernier is playing poorly at the moment. Someone who's not playing poorly is Adam Devine. We are due to get a left back, back from the World Cup shortly. Unbelievably, it is a headache. I do believe it's a headache. I'm not saying that Devine should be straight in the team on Tuesday. Ali, it's definitely a thought, the way Tavernier is playing, that he may need a, need a spell on the bench. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think he is really struggling for form at the moment. He's been struggling all season, <clears throat> along with a few other players, but he's not been great. Um, but I, again, he's one of these players, right? I'd like to see his assists this season, how many assists he's given. He, like that slip ball to, to, to Tillman last night, five, there you go. Um, that slip ball to, to Tillman, he's got that in his locker. Yeah, he makes a, he has made a lot of mistakes. He does look like he's lacking a bit of pace as well. Um, I know folk keep saying he's injured this season. He, 
to me, can he be injured? If he's injured, he wouldn't be playing. Um, but I don't think they'll drop him. Even if Barisic, I know Barisic isn't your favourite player, Ryan, but if Barisic comes back in, I don't oh, think... Oh, no, just for the record, I think Morna Barisic is a fantastic player, probably the best player I've ever seen after I read what his dad is, so no. What, the moth? <laughs> the moth, aye. <laughs> I heard he's down. I heard he was in Ayrshire, by the way, the moth, a couple of weeks ago, looking for Sunday. Aye. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but no... Um, no, I'd play Tav. I'd, I'd keep Tav there. I know Devine had a crack, great game last night, but um, I would stick with Tav. Cool. Um, Carney, he's your man, so I should have came to you first and ju- just briefly, because I know we want to speak about Aberdeen as well. Tav, what, what your, what's your um, thoughts on him at the moment? There's no doubt, mate, that his, his form's not been anywhere near what he has to be, and we, can, we all agreed, I think, that he'll be vital for us to get anything out of this season but he has to perform at his best and he, he isn't he isn't just now especially that first half look there is no doubt he misses Connor Goldson I think there's too much on his mind about what's behind him more than what's in front of him and he kind of overthinks things um, it's been reported that he, he's came out and said that he had a bit of a knee knock that he was dealing with that he kind of played through but I mean he's had plenty of time to rest up now and I'd like to think they got to the bottom of that and it's now time for him to kind of get back to his full fitness and he did I mean his corner did lead to the knock-on from Tillman for Jack to get the goal so you have to take that into consideration it was a great ball to play into Tillman so he's still definitely adding numbers to his game uh, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, Stevie T, thank you very much, mate. That's very much appreciated. Thanks, mate. Really, really appreciate that. Um, but I, I, I don't think you can drop him. I just don't. I don't. I don't think you can drop him because everybody says Devine's playing great. And Devine is playing great, but he is still a boy as well. And Rangers fans are not forgiven. So as soon as he makes a mistake for a goal, it'll be all, all of a sudden, why have you done that? Why have you dropped um, Tav to bring in Devine? It's like a catch-22 situation. There is no doubt in my mind um, that he hasn't been at the standards that we've expected. Um, but I do think once Golden's back, once we have a solid backline again, uh, I think we'll see improvements. I, I can't see how we can't see improvements. Uh, but... You're you're going to have this discussion um, over and over and over again just now until he uh, until he finds his form um, or maybe a, a wee bit of the old form that we're used to seeing. Um, one thing I will say is there must be some deals that can hit a free kick, a corner in our team. There just has to be. I've seen a loads of people saying it in the chat. There just has to be. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I mean the amount of corners we I think we had like three, three or four corners last night, and it's the first man. You're like, oh. and it's, you've yeah. seen it so many times. You're like, stop. And it's very frustrating, very frustrating in that sense. But um, no, I, I, I agree with Ali. I think we'll, I think we'll persevere with Tav. I don't, I don't see Tavnia getting dropped. No, oh, I think the captain's armband will save him at times, uh, but. Whether Beal will be ruthless, I don't know. James from Glasgow makes a good point there. Uh, Tav's a wee guy who brings his board in the park and has to take all the corners and tries and free kicks and penalties. <laughs> yes, I was that wee boy, James. Cheers. Scotia, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just quick, just quickly before we move on to Aberdeen, um, Adam Devine, for me, is playing very well. I'm impressed with him. As I said, Ali and I spoke to a guy at Fir Park who was rating him. Um, what's your thoughts on Devine? And just quickly, do you think Tavernier um, is a concern? Um, Divine, really, really good. Really impressed with him having to come in playing at left back, which sometimes gives you an advantage if you're playing on the other side of the pitch because you can cut inside. 
and you know play different types of passes and you're up against a player that maybe doesn't expect that at first so you can take advantage of that but been really impressed with him he's obviously been in and around the first team now for quite a while and probably unfortunate not to get more of a chance deputising under Tav but I think like Carney mentions there that's probably and due to Goldson's injury that you can't afford to then the Tav needs to be there kind of thing but no I was really impressed with Divine he was another one. I thought he 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 was one of the players that I would have given pass marks to in the first half. Second half, I thought it was better. He was bombing up up forward more. He looked more confident. He's getting in. His crosses get better. Final ball get better as the night went on. So no, I was really pleased with Divine. And you know, obviously, uh, Beal came out and said that um, Yilmaz is what six, seven weeks into a twelve-week layoff. Uh, yeah. so he's out for the foreseeable. Borna obviously won't be. I would imagine possibly back for Ross County. Probably not though, because obviously I imagine he'll play tomorrow for Croatia. Um, so having Divine there at left back for me is fine going forward and just for the time being. Um, obviously you don't want to have him there the rest of the season because what will happen to King, you know, just burning them out a wee bit too quickly. But now fairly impressed. Tav, I agree with the guys there. He has been poor all season. He did come out and say he had an injury issue. I think it was again the game against Ajax that he says he's been yeah. playing with like an injury since then, which we could all <clears> see. But I did think he was better in the better in the second half last night. Like I mean, the majority of the team once they'd kind of figured out what they were doing at centre half, once Jack had dropped back a wee bit deeper, you know, I think he got the advantage. And this is what Tav does. We, you can slate his defending, but his defending's been poor since Tav joined us. Really, yeah, Tav's yeah. But main asset to us is going forward, and if he can get back to more standards, I mean, he's sitting. Second joint second with Borna, just behind Kent and assists for the team this season. So he's still contributing yeah. to this to the team. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm excited to see see how Divine develops over the next five months. So we do play Aberdeen on Tuesday, guys. I know we've run over, but I do want to just speak to you about it for five minutes. Aberdeen do play that lot on Saturday as well. That is um, that mob's game in hand. Um, so I think they're a midday kickoff on Saturday, but anyway, they play the big team in Glasgow on Tuesday um, at Petaudry, and they are currently 11 points behind us at the moment, I think. Um, I was impressed with the boy Duke and the boy Clarkson, I think it is, from Liverpool, Leighton Clarkson, I believe his name is. I was impressed with him as well. I thought they were both quite quite tidy players. So I'll quickly give my team and my scoreline. I think we'll go with the same team apart from... Centre half, I think Ben Davies will come in and I think um, Lundstrom will drop out and I think he'll stick with the same midfield and same up top as well um, because Morello scored, I think he'll stick with him. Um, Leon King, I don't think Leon King's not back, is he? We don't know. We don't, don't know. know. Right, well, I'll, I'll stick with Sands and I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers Alfredo because he's got a good record against the Sheep. Alistair, thoughts on Tuesday, score line and first goal scorer, please. Uh, be a tough, it's always a tough game up at Petaudry. Um They only show up for one team every season. It's always us. I mean, you know what will happen on Saturday and then you know what will happen when they turn up against us. So it happens all the time. But we should we should have enough to go up to Petaudry and beat Aberdeen. Again, they're one of these teams that we all get in our head. Oh, it's going to be a tough game going up to Petaudry, like going to Easter Road, like going to Tynecastle. We should be going up there and taking control uh, of that game and, and beating Aberdeen convincingly. So, yeah, I'm confident going up there with Beal in charge. My team's a wee bit different, right? I'm going on the fact of certain players I think may be back. I think Leon King will be back if he had a, just a stomach in, um, upset. 
and obviously Cholak as well. I'm going in the terms that he's available. So I'm going McGregor, Tav, King, Davies, Devine, Jack, Kamara, Tillman, Rankin, Cholak, and Alfredo Morelos. And I'm going to go 2-0 Rangers, Rankin, first goal scorer. I thought you were going to pick Jack Amara as your first goal scorer, but I still play. <laughs> what a player. They'll get, they'll get saved. They'll get assisted uh, in one little score. <laughs> Carney, Aberdeen, um, like Ali said, it's always that fixture you see every year. We've got to be totally tough one. Uh, we know we're going to get up there, but what's your, what's your um, team scoreline first goal and thoughts, please? Yeah, uh, first of all, Jim, thank you very much, mate, um, for the donation. That's very much appreciated, mate. Um, you're always there, Jim. You're always there. Absolutely superb, mate. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, as one of the, as I think we get drawn into the hype that Aberdeen fans like to think that this is somehow a, somehow a rivalry, and it just isn't. So you kind of get drawn into thinking that it's a massive game, but it is one of the games in the calendar that you always look at. Uh, it's been a particular tough trip. It's never usually easy up there. Justin, not far behind as usual. <laughs> Justin, thank you very much, mate. Uh, they like two horses. Two horses. God bless America. You know, <laughs> once one bolts, the other goes. That's <laughs> no, absolutely brilliant. Uh, oh, yeah. Super. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, but it is, it's always, it is always a tough game. They're always absolutely up for it. It's their biggest crowd of the season, um, no doubt, when, when Rangers are in town. So, yeah, it's going to be a... Uh, it will be a tough game. Uh, look, every game's going to be a tough game now to the end of the season because if we want to win this league, we need to win every single game. It's as simple as that. Uh, I know that's not going to happen or it's very unlikely that it will happen, but um, that's what we've got to believe and try and do. So, yeah, my team's pretty, along the same lines of what Ali just said there. Um, I'll go McGregor, Tavernier, King, uh, Davies, Devine. I'll play Lundstrom, Jack, Tillman, and Ken Morelos and Trolak up front. And I cannot wait to see Trolak and Morelos playing in the same team. See, when he said it in the, the post match after it, he's like, Oh, if Trolak was fit, he'd have been playing. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, How desperate are you to see that? Especially with the different kind of shape that he plays. So at one point it did look like a kind of 4-2-2-2, two, 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 if you like, that we were playing. So it was, uh, uh, I'm particularly interested to see that. So I'd imagine Trolak will be back. I'd imagine King uh, will be back and he has to play Davies. He just has to play Davies. And I kind of feel sorry for Sands, to be honest, because he's probably been the best of the non-centre-halves, if you like. It's probably a wee bit unfortunate. Um, and maybe if King's not feeling right, that's obviously the obvious um, one to play alongside Davies, but Davies, Davies has to play. I'll go 3-1 Rangers um, and Trollac to get the first goal. Oh, big Tony. Okay. Right, Scotia, Aberdeen, what's your, what's your team? Score line and scorer, please. I'll just give my team because I honestly don't know what to expect from Aberdeen. If we'd done this, well, in fact, the Celtic game won't give me any indication on in how they'll play against us, like Carney and Rick No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so it won't. Matter, regardless. Yeah, I'll just get, well, in fact, my team is very simple. It's the exact same as Carney's. I think King will be back because if, if Carney, what you were saying earlier, but that Wright had a stomach bug earlier in the yeah. week. I mean, he came he on off the, the bench, bench so yeah. it doesn't seem to be one that's waylaid them for too long. Um, so, yeah, same team as Carney. I'll go 2-0 Rangers, Alfie first goal scorer. 
couple of Alfie goals there. That's um, interesting. And it will be interesting to see if he does play two strikers. I would absolutely love that. Anybody knows me, knows I'm choking for um, two strikers. Linda, she's there. I am at a different location at the moment, but she's there. Yes. <laughs> Never too far away. <laughs> Never too far away. She's she's a uh, aye. She's nosy. Let's just say that. Thank before you. Before we go as well, mate. Sorry, just before we go, yeah. Chris um, McLaren has asked um, France or Argentina. I just want. I just want Messi to win it. I, I'm a big Messi fan, so I want Messi to win it. It'd be a it'd be a travesty if he didn't win that World Cup. So I'd go Argentina. Yeah, 100%. I agree. 100% agree, mate. Argentina. Yeah, just so Messi can win it. That's that's it. And Messi can ride off into the sunset, mate. So, yes. Um, Argentina for me. Yeah, Argentina. Oh, sorry. Argentina for me. I fancied Argentina right at the start. Got a wee bet on them still sitting there. So, aye, Argentina for me. Like you say, Messi scoring would be great. And I've always liked Argentina at World Clubs ever since. Was it Cambayasso that scored that absolutely fantastic Lost. team goal? Yeah. quite a few years back now. I have loved them at World Cup since then. Yeah, and so you're France and Ali, is that what you said? <laughs> no, nah, France, to be fair, bore me as a football team yeah. to watch. I don't think they're great to watch. They've got Mbappe, who's a fantastic player. I'm the same. Argentina for me. Um, I'll be wearing my Claudio Canigia Argentina shirt for the, for the final. Good man. I don't think France have been the same since Stefan Kivars left them. Um, but uh, that's not what we can do. Um, brilliant gents. We've, we've ran over, but I think it's been worth it because Rangers are back. Uh, we've missed them. It's been great to talk about them, and there's plenty to talk about. We could go on for another hour, I think. Thanks to everyone in the comments uh, for getting involved and the uh, donations. They are very much well received. We, we appreciate every single one of them. Um, we will not be back on Tuesday because Rangers are playing and hopefully they do win if they do win that's three points closer to me getting a Jack Amara tattoo so everybody think about <laughs> it that way um, but yeah thank you very much for the support we will be back next week and hopefully Rangers win on Tuesday thank you very much everyone if you like share and subscribe we are Club at 22 cheers <laughs>